Hello, I'm J.R. Everhart. Welcome to the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. I'll be your host as we enter the labyrinth, holding up the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to guide our way through the twists and the turns, the valleys and mountaintops of this journey we call life. I got the utility belt of truth loaded full of God's wisdom and recovery principles to help us carry the shield of faith as we travel along this clumsy road I like to refer to as the human experience. So strap on the breastplate of righteousness and draw the sword of God's word as we tackle the issues of our day and seek out the narrow path of peace and salvation. You do not want to miss a second of today's podcast. I want to talk to you guys uh, about my company, COP Audio, for a minute. COP Audio is your one-stop source for mobile audio and lighting, as well as a host of other services. You can handle everything from large outdoor concerts at the county fairgrounds to DJing your wedding or corporate event. Um, We also work with local and regional government uh, for public address events or summer concert series uh, type shows in the city park. We do event planning and band bookings as well as audio install work at your local church or high school. Um, Maybe you have a a team of tech volunteers at your church that could use some next level training. Uh, Or maybe your church doesn't have a budget to overhaul your current sound system, Uh, but your praise team is begging for help. Look guys, my team at COP Audio understands the needs of the local church because we're part of the church community. Maybe you just need some minor upgrades or system tuning to meet your current needs. I get a ton of calls from regional bands and praise teams about helping them move into in-ear monitoring. Uh, In-ear monitoring is where we're able to take away those loud monitor speakers that are on stage and helps the musicians on stage to hear themselves play and puts them into an um, in-ear monitoring system so that uh, it greatly reduces stage volume Um, A lot of musicians tend to go uh, direct input right into the sound system without loud amplifiers on stage after that. And it gives the musicians the ability to protect their hearing a little bit. It's something the entire industry is doing right now and it has huge benefits for everyone involved. CLP Audio has decades of experience doing all these things. Hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Just search CLP Audio and you'll find tons of info about what we do. Uh, On our Facebook page, be sure to read the reviews from our clients. Uh, You can also call or text us at 304-676-8811. That's 304-676-8811. CLP Audio has a long success record with dozens of bands, churches, and event venues all around the Mid-Atlantic. Again, find us on Instagram or Facebook by searching CLP Audio. Or call 304-676-8811. That's 304-676-8811. We are truly living in confusing times. Never before in recent history have we been so divided as a nation. Uh, Many want unity, but don't know how to lead their friends and family away from the argument and into the mindset that we are not enemies, but brothers and sisters deserving of love and grace. It's like this in almost every arena of life. We are no longer defined by the content of our character, but by our political and religious affiliations. We are no longer allowed the freedom to disagree with anyone, choosing to live a life different than our own. 
Graceful tolerance is no longer enough in these situations. We have to celebrate everyone or we're labeled as horrible people lacking the basic compassion needed to love our fellow man. Christian conservatives have been hit hard in this struggle against political correctness and a brainwashing leading us away from our biblical values. America used to be a country free of free speech and loving tolerance toward those of opposing opinions. Yes, we had our problems as a nation, but every man and woman had a constitutional right to express their opinions in peaceful statement or protest. Now those peaceful protests are polluted with a small percentage of radicals that bring violence to these protests, drawing attention away from uh, the cause of the protest, the whole reason why they're protesting, um, and it puts the focus on the opposing party's narrative against the people at the protest. I've seen this on both sides of the argument, and it only fuels the fires of discord and nothing gets accomplished. Guys, serious conversations that needed to be brought to the table in 2020 um, and needed resolution never happened because they were far overshadowed by the drama-driven news media, more focused on the conflict than the conversation. In the church, it's been a far-reaching watering down of the gospel message in order to stroke the religious desires of the masses without ever bringing people to the crossroads of uncomfortable personal growth in Jesus Christ. Instead, the progressive Christian church has structured a weekly concert followed by a self-help motivational speaker who is more concerned about how many followers he has on Twitter than the condition of the hearts of the people sitting in this congregation. And boy, has it been successful. Nothing will siphon money out of the pockets of those seeking religious approval quicker than a megachurch leader telling them that God's okay with their sin and Jesus did all the work for them so that they can enter heaven without ever having to own their junk. And uh, believing in him is uh, all they have to do. Everything will be okay. I personally know leaders on a local level who have looked me in the eye and talked for hours about church growth and how they are jealous of their Bible school friends that moved to major cities and now have Walmart-sized churches. You can see that that is what's behind their motivation to grow. Not seeing lives change, but seeing their ability to grow a congregation as validation of their personal success. It's very rare to see a church leader these days talk about weeping in prayer over the people of his congregation. Um, and then, you know, speaking about how deeply they desire to see the congregation's lives changed by the message of hope inside the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I grew up in a church culture where it was regular conversation that the pastor was carrying a burden for someone in the church. And that the pastor was really had a rough week because you know, some people in his church were having a hard time, and he was there helping them carry that burden. I'm not saying that's absent from the modern church, because I know it's not. I know that there's pastors that are really trying to get it right. I'm just saying it's becoming more and more of a minority. Uh, we, are as, we are lost as a nation, and the chaos uh, we see on the evening news is only a symptom of a bigger problem, bigger problem living in the hearts of uh, the people all over our land. And then there's the evil done in the name of love. The enemy has figured out how to make all those people who never would never grace the doors of a church feel religiously whole. It's love. 
The enemy has no power to create anything of his own, so all he can do is manipulate the things God has created. Love is one of those things. I, it started in the 60s with the hippie movement where you could get away with anything as long as it was done under the umbrella of love. You could use drugs until your body would literally shut down. Um, you could walk around or walk away from your responsibilities as a parent or a pillar of the community as long as it was about being free. It was a movement that impregnated self-centered pride on a level that we are still feeling the effects of today. The family began to break down as parents chose freedom over responsibility and love and peace over holiness. Christian principles had, that had always promoted healthy living became the enemy because it stood in direct conflict of these selfish desires to be free and love your fellow man instead of, uh, instead it created a generation of rebellious, pride-centered people who are now running our government. No wonder uh, things are so corrupt in Washington. Uh, it's all they've ever known. Do what feels good and uh, anyone that objects with your lifestyle choices is the enemy. That's kind of the culture we're in now. Uh, all under the notion of love. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the exact people who preach tolerance the most be the same people on social media calling the people on the other side of the argument their most vile and horrible names. But this is love? The result of all this spiritually, and I am said all that to say this, um, is something that I call Heinz 57 religion. Uh, now that biblical Christianity no longer supports the lifestyles of the proud and selfish, they have created their own Heinz 57 religion where they take the naturalist beliefs of paganism, Buddhist karma, and mix it with some universal viewpoints that look strangely like Christianity except without the stuffy rules and Ten Commandments. And then, bam, you have the progressive religion of our collective faith. Heinz 57 religion only holds true to basic moral beliefs like love and hope or whatever makes you feel good but doesn't invade into someone's uh, right to believe just like you. Uh, there is no objective opinion to this. They will not tolerate that, and that's sad. Uh, I regularly expose myself to people who believe opposing opinions because I believe it creates balance in my life. Um, things like racism and a woman's right to choose are at the top of their social justice checklists. Um, and the second they find out you disagree on any of their viewpoints, not just those two, you're canceled and shunned. Heinz 57 faith has a form of spirituality that promises enlightenment and satisfaction, but only delivers self-serving pride and bondage to your own corrupt desires. Millennials have been showered with this doctrine, but honestly, I've seen boomers and Generation Xers adopting it to stay culturally you know, relevant or hip. I have no such desire, and really you shouldn't either if you call yourself a Christian, um, Otherwise, you're not a Christian, and uh, you've believed a false gospel that stands in 100% conflict with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Guys, we, this is not a new thing. We have seen this many, many times throughout the Bible. Even before Jesus hung on the cross, there were people who were taking his message and polluting it and blending it with other religions to make everything feel warm and fuzzy. 
um, specifically the Romans were, were geniuses at getting inside of a culture that they had uh, conquered and corrupting their religion and their culture from the inside. Yes, racism is horrible and should be spoken about openly. It's one of the conversations we should have been able to have, have had after the George Floyd situation. But, you know, that didn't happen. And all the other junk got in the way of that conversation. And now we're no better off now in 2021 than what we were when it all first kicked off. Martin Luther King never used his efforts to fight racism as a tool to develop critical theory. And that's exactly what is happening today. It's even made its way into many churches. These are truly signs pointing to the great falling away from the faith in the last days spoken about in the Bible. Jesus came some 2,000 years ago to save anyone that would be brave enough to accept his gift of salvation and try to walk out holiness. But when he returns, it will be to judge the wicked and the prideful. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I know this is a tough pill to swallow, but if you're living your life based on Heinz 57 religion, you have something to worry about because you may not make it to heaven. I've never been a guy who states who will or won't make it to heaven. That's God's job, and I think that's above my pay grade. Um, but this false god of self-centered love that drives Heinz 57's faith is driving a whole generation of good people in the wrong direction. You can't support the senseless killing of the unborn and think you're going to find mercy with God on the day of judgment. The uh, World Health Organization estimates that 40 to 50 million children are killed each year from abortion. That's like 125,000 per day worldwide. I'm writing this only 23 days into 2021, and there's already been over 2.8 million abortions performed this year. But yet you never hear about this on the news or on Dateline or any of the TV news magazines. This is the fruits of Heinz 57th faith. They feel like they have the ability to kill the unborn because of freedom. They want freedom over their body to choose to take another human being's life. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the person who is now a repentant, you know, believer in Christ, who's walking in faith, but has an abortion in her past. That person will be reunited with that child in heaven and her sins are forgiven. Guys, we have not gotten to the point of no return yet. But the Bible says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. That means there's going to come a day where you're going to pray and not find the Lord because it's going to be too late. I'm not a gloom and doom guy. You guys, you know, if you listen to my podcast, you know that's where I'm at. Um, I'm talking about the women who stand in public settings and, and brag with arrogant laughter about how great their first abortion was and has had three successful abortions since then. Like, that is just mind-boggling to me and mind-blowing to me. These are the same people that would lock you up for life if they caught you killing a horse. Or if you murdered a pregnant horse, they would charge you with two crimes against animals. So there's so much hypocrisy in this Heinz 57 mindset, you know? 
Um, those that have zero respect for the unborn will not fare well in the great day of the Lord. We have to get back to the good news of Jesus Christ. It's our only hope as a society. You can't blend Christianity with anything other than a life directed toward holiness. There is only one way to God the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. Now, you guys know me and my recovery background. I believe God is willing to suffer long and patiently, waiting for you to turn to him. Um, the Bible specifically says God is long-suffering toward usward that none would perish, but all come to repentance through Christ Jesus. So none of us have reached the point of no return. All we have to do is turn and ask for forgiveness. I regularly teach that God is pursuing us inside our problems, trying to steer us toward him and restoration through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. It is his utmost desire to be our friend and walk with us as we try to be the person his glory can shine through. That's how we can show our community's true love and compassion. God's not concerned about our political affiliation. He's concerned about the condition of our hearts. He doesn't just love us. He likes us. Uh, I, I run into guys all the time in recovery circles that say, well, yeah, God loves me. He loves everybody. Like, you know, they you know dismiss it you know, to the level of just some saying on a bumper sticker, when really he doesn't just love us, he likes us. Even when we're wrong, even when we're in sin, he still likes us because he knows the beauty that's in us. He knows the, the, the your intentions. He knows who you really truly want to be. He's not mad at you, nor is was he part of any horrible church experience you may have been through in the past. He sees the pain you've lived with and wants to heal you of that pain. Um, church has messed up more good people trying to live for Jesus than all the Heinz 57 religion put together. I mean, let's just be honest, guys. But never confuse man's religious organizations as being the hand of God. We are his church. We, us, the body of Christ, not the bricks and mortar building down the street. Now, guys, I'm not against religion, or not against, I'm against religion. I'm just not against the church, because I believe there's a lot of good churches out there. You just may have to visit several churches before you find one that is really, truly preaching the Bible and, you know, seeking the correct biblical principles and core values that every church should be built on. So I'm not anti-church. Um, will you be brave enough to give him your hurt and pain, and receive his love, hope, and mercies? I believe God is calling people out of broken church experiences and into the light of his truth in a new way. Maybe this is the first time you've heard the gospel laid out this way, and it's speaking to your heart. Well, today is your day to receive Christ and all his loving kindness. This isn't about joining a church or becoming religious. It's about choosing to stop carrying all the baggage of this world and becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God. All it takes is for you to open your heart and give yourself to him. Confess your need for a savior and acknowledge that savior as Jesus Christ. Personally, Jesus loved me when I couldn't even love myself. That's why I'm a Christian. Not because some preacher talked me into it, but because I recognized my need for him and with nothing to give but my shattered heart, he took me in and healed my wounds and restored my life to a place of truth and satisfaction. 
I was just telling a friend last night that I don't worship God because I'm afraid of hell. When I became a Christian, I didn't buy fire insurance to stay out of hell. I worship and love God because he first loved me. In a world of false love and selfish people, it always feels good to know that my Heavenly Father knows the intentions of my heart and sees the best in me even when I can't. Yes, there is suffering in this life. But wouldn't it be nice to know that you're not alone on the battlefield of life? Jesus is that friend that never fails, that never gives up on us no matter how bad we screw up. That's true relationship with a very real God that is present in our lives every day when we invite him in. If you have found value in this podcast or if it's blessed you in any way, please rate and review this podcast on whatever format uh, you listen to it on, especially if you use Google or Apple podcasting apps. I know the Android guys usually use Google and then the Apple guys are using the Apple podcasting app. Your five-star ratings and written reviews tell others what to expect from this podcast. It goes a very long way in growing our audience. Uh, I also need you to share the episodes that touch your heart with those you know could benefit from the messages of hope and restoration shared here. Uh, Post them on your social media outlets and tag your friends in them. Also, subscribe to this podcast so it ranks higher in the search results of those seeking help and could benefit from the work that's being done here at the True Collaborative Podcast. Um, Also, could you please donate to this ministry? Uh, We need your financial support. We are not sponsored by any church or religious denomination. We are totally independent and dependent on our listeners to make this ministry resource possible. Please consider giving to this ministry. You can give through PayPal by sending your gift to paypal.me forward slash restoration M as in ministries. That's paypal.me forward slash restoration M. Or if you're a Venmo junkie, like a lot of the millennials are, uh, just send your gift to at JR hyphen Everhart. That's at JR hyphen Everhart. That's E-V-E-R-H-A-R-T. It takes, you know, financial resources and about 20 hours of work to write, record, edit, and produce this podcast. I should mention that we have no paid employees, and this ministry has been operating on the backs of volunteers. This is something we'd like to change as we grow toward a deeper purpose online. This podcast would not be possible without your support and prayers. I regularly get messages from people telling me how this ministry has blessed them. Real ministry is taking place here, guys, and God is being glorified. Support that work so we can continue to proclaim God's grace and healing power. Finally, and most importantly, uh, please pray for this ministry. We need your prayers for guidance and protection from the people who look to silence voices like ours. Pray for God's favor in the eyes of our enemies and grace in our hearts toward them. Uh, Pray God uses this podcast to speak into the lives of those struggling with addiction and ministers to the hearts of the hurting. Also pray that souls be brought into the kingdom through this ministry and that God pours out his wisdom on us and helps us to be people his glory can shine through. Uh, We are nothing without his grace and mercy in our lives. We need your prayers covering this ministry so we can effectively minister the gospel of Jesus Christ.
Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. My prayer is that it blessed you and brought you a fresh understanding of our lives in this world and our need for unity in Christ. Till next time, I leave you with a scripture from Ephesians 6, 23 and 24. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.